for Zamparelli on 2FM. With Virgin Mobile. Freedom of calling to brighten up your winter mornings. Virgin Mobile. Bring on amazing. Earlier on, if you missed the show, between 9 and 10 past 9, I said this. I haven't had it in three weeks. I'm very excited. Of course, I was talking about this, this, this. It's not playing sex therapy with Rachel Cook. Yes, I'm very excited to do it. Ah, ah, Morning. The following item is not recommended for little ears. Because it's time for a dose of sex therapy with Rachel Cook. The clock doesn't work. The computer doesn't work. Does Rachel Cook work? Let's see. Hi, Rachel. (laughs) I'm still here. I'm not broken. I I was ready. I was ready to go. I haven't spoken to you in three weeks. And I, the button, I was clicking the button like a lunatic here. I was clicking, click. I just, it just wouldn't. It was a bit sticky. I needed some lube, Rachel. That's what oh, I needed. Find the club. <laughs> How are you? Very good, thanks. Happy New Year. Happy New Year and all that. Uh, last Wednesday, we didn't even have a, a sex and relationship slot, but don't worry, sex is not going out of fashion, or is it? That's what we're oh. talking about today. Rachel, I have heard proper evidence is building that sex is going out of fashion. Is that actually true? Oh, you know what? Meeting people has never been simpler. Not necessarily better, but with dating apps, it's definitely pretty straightforward. Attitudes to sex, sexuality and dating are more open than ever. Today, we can be polyamorous, gender fluid and undefined by our sexuality. You know, things like embracing kink is no longer a taboo. Um, You know, marriage is increasingly done away with by some people. Yet apparently we're having a sex recession. So, yeah, this has been there's been quite a few pieces of research published over the last few years that say that we're having a massive sex recession. Oh my God. Is this everyone who's having less sex or only like a certain demographic? Well, do you know what? Most of the research has been done on millennials, um, which is interesting, and then also a bit of of, of Gen Z. So um, yeah, it's like, I think there's not quite enough research out there, but obviously it's been sort of uh, a hot topic okay. because people, it, it's quite, you know, it's clickbait, the idea that suddenly there's less sex and what does that mean and what are the reasons for it and all of this. But basically, uh, yeah, it's mo- the research has mostly been done on American uh, millennials, but there's been there was a British study that found that one in eight 26 year olds has never had sex. Uh, one third of American men aged between 18 and 29 didn't have sex once in all of 2018. Um, so yeah, nearly 60% of modern teenagers are not having sex until after they graduate, which is a total reversal of the 90s when the majority of certainly American teenagers had had sex by prom night. So totally. Yeah, uh, like so what happened. are some of the reasons, or is this all just down to the pandemic? Do you know what? So this has been going on. The the, the decline seems to have been happening until at least uh, since at least the start of the millennium. So that's 20 years now oh my God. Um, where there's been this kind of uh, decrease in sexual activity. Um, but there's so many, so many different reasons and no one totally knows why. But some of the reasons are definitely around like um, digital distractions, right? So you have social media, people feeling much more self-conscious about their bodies because of what they're seeing on, on social media. And um, then, you know, people are often sleep deprived and that can be to do at work, but also because people are, again, using their phones the whole time. Then it also means the people who are um, in relationships and, and, and who aren't, you know, are often on their phones when they could be going out and, and dating and, and having sex with their partner. 
Um, then we have the idea that some people have put forward that anxiety and depression are on the rise in younger generations, and that could account too for some of the decrease in sex. Things like antidepressants can can you know really kind of um, change sexual desire, and there's just so many more choices for things to do in the evening um, now because because of this sort of like gaming, binge watching Netflix and social media. And then there's also the idea that like uh, that porn is contributing to this. Um, because porn, mainstream porn, is is so specific in 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 what it shows that people are finding that sex in real life is nowhere near as satisfying. <gasps> with pros and cons. This is very sad. It is very sad. But is it totally bad? It, it, I mean, is it a bad thing for people to be doing less riding? What do you think? You no, know, this is what I think is an interesting question because another reason that has been put forward for this is that many people are becoming fussier because they've realised that a lot of the sex they were having, particularly women who've been having sex with men, um, have dis- have recognised that sex has often been really unsatisfying, painful, or they didn't, you know, it was just bad. So they're they're becoming fussier in in a very positive way that they're just not willing to put up with. And it's it's not only women; it's definitely people of all genders and sexualities. But their people are basically not willing to have poor quality sex. Oh, <laughs> so that's I don't good. Think that's a bad thing. No, you're right. I, that is a good thing. How does the decline in sex relate to the ever expanding number of labels for different kinds of sexuality and kinks and fetishes? Do you think? Oh, I think there, there's there's a lot of different aspects to that. Where, um, on one hand, some people are saying that because we have expanded the notion of um how to identify ourselves, that that has kind of made people so so picky and so concerned with themselves and potentially sort of obsessed with themselves. You know, narcissistic that. Um, we're sort of going in on ourselves and becoming much more, uh, let's say, introverted or not wanting to engage with others and sort of antisocial. But, you know, I think there could be aspects to that, especially with the amount of, you know, being on phones and sort of um, just like digital digital devices and media. But um, I also think that people are becoming much more aware of their identities because we have more language to talk about these things, different types of labels, people talking more openly about mental health and uh, and things like that. So I think also, you know, a lot of this research has defined sex in a very specific way and also different ways depending on the piece of research. So a lot of, you know, sex is still defined as PIV, penis and vagina penetration, which, as you well know, Jen, is not the only way to have sex. That's another one. I just got a text into the shows for you. Uh, Jen, I got engaged last year and the sex dried up immediately. Can you ask Rachel, is this normal? It is so, so common. Um, and but, but there can also be different reasons for that. Like I would say to that to the, that person, if that's fine for for them and their partner, then that's fine. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. You don't need to be having a certain amount of sex. There's no perfect right amount of sex to be having, whether that's solo sex or partnered sex. However, many people find that they really, you know, and I think it's also very common that you have uh, a honeymoon period, usually with a lot more sex at the beginning of a relationship, and that might last a couple of months. It might last up to a few years. Um, but usually that will begin to change and, and generally decline over time, though not for everybody. But, you know, you might want to question yourself and with your partner what might have contributed to that. For some people, it's living together. They find that they don't have separated space. And so it just doesn't feel like they're able to to make make time for sex. For some people, it's the domesticity of living together, which is kind of connected to, to, to what I just said, where you just find it hard to kind of sit down and make space for it. Where before, when you were dating and not living together, you know, 
know, you'd go out for the evening and then you'd go back to one of your one of your gaffes. And then it seemed fairly likely that you'd just have sex where that's a bit more difficult when you live together in some ways. OK, brings me on to my next question. How can people know what the right amount of sex is for them and their relationship if they're in one? They can do that by talking to their partner, talk mm. to your partner, um, you know, take various factors into account, your energy levels, the time of day that works for you uh, for sex. You know, sometimes it's not so much about your energy level, but could be to do with your, your your simply your work, the time that you get up for work and have to go to bed, uh, the types of sex that you like to have. Also, like reflecting on what you get from sex. For some people, it's much more about the kind of physical touch and, and just having some affection. For some people, it's much more about the emotion intimacy for some people it's the stress relief of the physical exertion you know that comes from um having sex and, and, and having orgasms and then for some people it's way more about the imagination and creativity and sort of release from from daily you know mundane daily life and things just being a bit different usually it'll be a combination of those things but that those are really good things to talk about with your partner because sometimes you're just going to have periods where you're more stressed um, there's more on your mind or you haven't been getting on as well recently and that might mean that you're having less sex um, and then there's going to be periods where everything feels very easy and it's just not an issue so I think staying up you know on bo uh, kind of on track with that communication with each other is absolutely the best way to have whatever the right amount of partnered and solo sex is for for you or the both of you. So how should people define sex if it's not just about penetration? Yeah I think that basically however you want sex does not even have to involve genitals it certainly doesn't have to involve orgasm so i think for most people expanding the sense of what is sexual erotic or erotic you know and trying out things like erotic podcasts or reading stories instead of sticking purely to visual material you know in our western society there's a huge visual bias especially you know around porn nearly all of it is is video or image based so it's very visually focused um and so you know basing things more around kind of like physical touch and the auditory and and yeah being able to kind of read stories as well which is obviously there's an aspect of that that's visual but um it, it's a different way to engage with what you would call um what you would call erotic or sexual so again you can define that however you want for some people like sitting down and having like a massive makeout session and just like kissing like for half an hour could be intensely you know, sexual for some people and for others that would be, they either just wouldn't want to do that or they wouldn't find it very sexual at all. So you get to define it for yourself and not just within yourself, but that's probably going to be different with each partner as well. Uh, somebody just texted, well, Ronan on the road just texted me, sex therapy is all about communication, masturbation, lubrication. <laughs> that's it, <laughs> basically, in a, in a nutshell. Um, thank you, Rachel, for joining us this week. We'll chat to you next week. Talk to you, Jen. Thanks, love. There we go. That is Rachel Cook, psychotherapist and mental health consultant. Thanks for that. You can follow Rachel on Instagram at Rachel Jane Cook with an E on the end and she will be back next week. If you have any questions you would like us to put to her, get in touch with the team 24-7. Jen at RTE.ie Jennifer Zamparelli on 2FM. Ooh.